This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of median nerve, from the nerves of the upper extremity subsection under the anatomy topic on orthobullets.com. In this episode, we'll go over the innervation, origin, course, and clinical conditions related to the median nerve. Starting with the origin, the motor component of the median nerve innervates the superficial volar forearm group, the intermediate group, the deep group, and several muscles in the hand. So the muscles with motor innervation from the median nerve in the superficial volar forearm group includes the pronator teres, the flexor carpi radialis, and the palmaris longus. The muscles in the intermediate group that have motor innervation by the median nerve includes the flexor digitorum superficialis. The muscles in the deep group that receive motor innervation from the median nerve include the flexor digitorum profundus that is specifically lateral, the flexor pollicis longus, and the pronator quadratus. And finally, the muscles in the hand that receive motor innervation from the median nerve include the first and second lumbricals, the opponent's pollicis, the abductor pollicis brevis, and the flexor pollicis brevis. As far as the origin of the median nerve, it originates from the brachial plexus, specifically the medial and lateral cords from C5 to T1 roots. As far as the course of the median nerve, it begins in the anterior compartment that is anteromedial to the humerus. It runs with the brachial artery, specifically lateral in the upper arm and medial at the elbow, and remember that there are no branches of the median nerve in the arm. In the forearm, the median nerve enters the forearm between the pronator teres and the biceps tendon. It travels between the flexor digitorum superficialis, or FDS, and the flexor digitorum profundus, or FDP. It then emerges between the FDS and the FPL, or flexor pollicis longus. The median nerve then enters the hand via the carpal tunnel along with the tendons of the FDS, FDP, and FPL. The terminal branches of the median nerve include the anterior interosseous branch, or AIN, the palmar cutaneous branch, the recurrent branch to the thenar component, and the digital cutaneous branches. As far as the anterior interosseous branch, or AIN, this innervates the deep volar compartment of the forearm except the ulnar half of the FDP. The palmar cutaneous branch supplies the sensory innervation to the lateral palm. And finally, the digital cutaneous branches supply the radial three and a half digits, that is palmar. The digital cutaneous branches can also supply the index, long, and ring fingers dorsally. Clinical conditions involving the median nerve include carpal tunnel syndrome, AIN neuropathy, and pronator syndrome. And to learn more about these conditions, you can review the topics on orthobullets.com or the Bullets app, or look out for the podcast episodes. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over two quick questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. The first question reads, a patient presents to the clinic, and when trying to make a fist, the patient is unable to flex the thumb and index fingers. This clinical scenario suggests which of the following anatomic lesions, and the choices are one, median nerve lesion in the arm, two, radial nerve lesion in the arm, three, anterior interosseous nerve syndrome, four, posterior interosseous nerve syndrome, and five, median neuropathy at the wrist. The correct answer to this question is one, median nerve lesion in the arm. So the clinical presentation is characteristic of a high median nerve palsy. When trying to make a fist, the patient is unable to flex the thumb and index fingers due to paralysis of flexion of the distal interphalangeal joint of the thumb and the distal and proximal interphalangeal joints of the index finger. 
This hand attitude differs from the anterior interosseous nerve lesion in which loss of distal interphalangeal joint flexion is seen in the thumb, index, and middle fingers. Posterior interosseous nerve syndrome presents with dropped fingers at the metacarpal phalangeal joints with wrist extension and radial deviation. Wrist and finger drop is the typical posture of patients with radial nerve lesions. And moving on to the final question, when performing a surgical excision of a large lipoma in the thenar muscles of the palm, what nerve is most likely at risk? And the choices are one, deep branch of the ulnar nerve, two, anterior interosseous branch of the median nerve, three, recurrent branch of the median nerve, four, recurrent branch of the ulnar nerve, and five, palmar cutaneous branch of the ulnar nerve. The correct answer to this question is three, recurrent branch of the median nerve. So the recurrent motor branch of the median nerve innervates the thenar muscles. The anterior interosseous nerve, or AIN, in the proximal forearm innervates the flexor pollicis longus, pronator quadratus, and flexor digitorum pollicis to the index and frequently the middle finger. The terminal branch of the AIN innervates only the wrist capsule. The palmar cutaneous branch of the ulnar nerve is a sensory structure to the hypothenar area. There is no commonly described recurrent branch of the ulnar nerve. That's all for this review about the median nerve. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on orthobullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the OrthoBullets website or app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the OrthoBullets podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks so much, and we'll see you all tomorrow.